Here we are again. This is In the Podcast Barn with Dr. D and... Brother T. It's so good to be here this morning. We're here for uh, Let's Get Spiritual. Yes. And we have now topped over 4,000 downloads. So listen, that doesn't mean it's 4,000 people. Right. But 4,000 of our podcasts have been listened to. Yes. So that's good. Mm Mm-hmm. But it needs to be better. It does. Here's the Mark Driscoll coming out in me. Numbers, 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 numbers. Uh, it needs to be better. Man. <laughs> it does. But, you know, our, again, our demographic are, are not 19-year-olds. Right. You know, where yeah. they tell a thousand of their friends on Instagram, Facebook, yes. and right. Twitter yeah. that uh, they really like that podcast. And mm-hmm. we grow exponentially. Plus, so far, we've not been willing to do clickbait. That's true. We're not talk about the Kardashians, right? Yeah, yeah although that's, that's a future episode. Is it really? Okay, I don't know. I, I don't know okay. anything about them other than Daddy is no longer Daddy, but Mom. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's a future episode. That could be a future episode yeah, right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're doing clickbait. We're trying to do things that uh, people, right, just everyday persons, yeah. will find helpful yes. and uh, see that their life. Uh, spiritual is more than just going to church on mm-hmm. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I agree a completely. Small part of it. That's very. That's very true. Very true. So I think we're approaching a topic today that is true for everyone. If we've got some folks who've ever been or still are in Christian ministry, mm-hmm. either part time, full time, or as a volunteer, they probably will understand quite well. Right. Uh, yeah. What is it, brother? I think, I mean, both of us have experienced it. Yeah, we have. Um, And we have uh, friends who have experienced it. And that's burnout. Yeah. I mean, just flat burnout, man. The B.O., burnout. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) We have have experienced B.O. for sure. Without a doubt. Uh, Mercy. You know, my, my story is 10 years into the ministry at Dallas Bay. Church was doing great. Um had just reached a thousand members, was starting with two dozen, and all kinds of wonderful things to brag about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were written about in the paper and all that kind of stuff. And church gave me a month off, and I realized at that time, man, I was burned mm. out. Uh, didn't never never acted upon any immoral inclinations, right? Right. Uh, but my mind and heart were not there, yes. and I just could not even imagine coming back after that month off and ministering again. I was beginning to do the, some things that we're talking about, avoidance and mm-hmm. that sort of thing that mm-hmm. occurs during burnout. And uh, God rescued me from that in a, in a very difficult way in that uh, I, was gonna, I was really trying to determine how I was going to come back to the church and find a way to Gracefully leave. bow out. Gracefully bow is yeah. a great way to put it. Yeah. Not uh, not offend my family mm-hmm. or lose face in the community, mm. that sort of thing. Driving home late one evening, had a horrific car accident, mm-hmm. and um, uh, really should have killed me. Quite yeah. honestly, should have killed me. I understood then on the way to the hospital in the back of the <clears throat> ambulance that I had just been vomited out of the <laughs> whale's mouth, mm. <clears throat> that I was really running away from God in fatigue. And God said to my heart right then, uh, I, didn't, I didn't kill you because I'm not done with you. Right, right. And I, I wept a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, it was a very difficult, about two months 
of healing mm-hmm. that I was not able to go back to my job and, and and deal with a lot of ordeal from a car that was destroyed and all the other things that took place. But some wonderful life lessons were learned during right. that period of time, which allowed me then to come back mm-hmm. and serve in that same pulpit for 20 more years. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So God put you flat of your back, really. Yeah, flat yeah. of my back in the gravels on the side of the road. Yeah, yes. And um, right. again, it was a pa- I mean, it was physically painful because I broke several bones mm. and had mm. blood clot in my leg. And right. they had to cut my jeans off because my legs had swollen so badly gracious, that man. Uh, they had to cut the clothes off from me. And it was not pretty, but... Um, it was purposeful. Mm-hmm. That, that's the only mm-hmm. thing I can say. So, and then I knew <clears throat> twenty years later I was beginning to move in that direction again, just because of the the weight, and I wasn't going to do, be doing the church any good for staying in my position. Right. And this time, uh, not, none of those uh, impure thoughts, none of those things that had begun to crop up after mm-hmm. ten years. The first time, I just knew. Then, because if you've experienced, I knew mm-hmm. if I stayed, then it would be hurtful for me and my family and for the church family. Right, right. And I and I always want the church to move on and keep going after I was through right. and have great years ahead. Mm-hmm. So that's my story. You want to? Well, you know, mine is uh, as usual, not as dramatic uh, as yours. Just several several years ago, uh, before I got to where I am now, just went through a period of burnout where a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about today yeah. uh, I experienced. And uh, and then what we'll probably get to next week uh, possibly um, can help, I think, folks to come out of that spiritual burnout yeah. and just flat burnout, you know. And so mine was probably 15, 16 years ago. And, um, but, of course, as I said, not as dramatic as yours. Yeah. Not on the flat surface. Did you ever read that book, Running on Empty? I did. Uh, Wayne Cordero. Yes, very and, good. And he opens that story up. He's a very successful mm-hmm. pastor, uh, invited to speak at a lot of conferences. Mm-hmm. And indeed, he was invited to speak at a conference in Hawaii, I think. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he was in Hawaii and come that's, to... That's where he pastored. Yeah, and so yeah. he came to California speaking mm-hmm. one. And one of these guys that jogs every afternoon, that sort of thing. <laughs> so he's speaking later that evening, and he was out for a jog, and... It just hit him mm. on a street corner, mm. just the weight of mm-hmm. everything, and mm-hmm. he he didn't know what was that. He right. thought it might have right. a stroke or whatever, yeah. but he collapsed on the corner mm-hmm. and realized over a course of time it was nothing but burnout. Right, right. And and it's a it's a wonderful story for anyone who'd mm-hmm. ever you know considered that. Great book. It's a, it's a great book. Yeah. It's very uplifting and, mm-hmm. and encouraging. Uh, a very successful person can. Yes. Burn out, and that so that's one of the things I want to say just right up front, Brother T. Is it's a common fallacy that people who love and serve God mm-hmm. will not burn out. Mm-hmm. I want to say this: they are the people who burn out. Right, I agree completely with that. You know, uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to Kerry uh, Newhoff, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah. but he tells his story. Yeah. you know, and he was highly successful, loves God, still is a highly successful, still loves God, but he experienced burnout. And uh, and so I echo what you say. I mean, uh, those that are plugged in and engaged, uh, it's so easy mm-hmm. to allow these things to overwhelm you. Don't you think sometimes, I know as a pastor, uh, you know, you have committees and you have, uh, we would have a task force is one of the terms that we use, teams. Mm-hmm. And because it's impossible to do all the work of the church through paid staff. Mm-hmm. Um 
It just, you can't do it. You, you pay as many people as you need to, but then you really rely upon people who just love the Lord and want to do things. Right. And, and have you ever just looked over your congregation or at those people and go, where did so-and-so go? I mean, <laughs> they were here all the time and they uh-huh. were always helping in the kitchen mm-hmm. or in the nursery or they were helping youth events or whatever it might be. And suddenly those people are just gone. You run into them in the grocery store and that, here's a really bad thing about being a pastor. If a person's out of the will of God, mm-hmm. They avoid you yes. in the grocery store. Yes, I can't do. tell you every time somebody see me at the end of the aisle and right. they head down the next aisle. Yes, and and I don't really understand that mm-hmm. at all, but mm-hmm. it's still part of it. And and they become uncomfortable in your presence, and but you just get pressed together somewhere. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, you're in the same barbershop, mm-hmm. you're in, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, and and you have a conversation, and they just lost their heart for what they were doing. They're not bad people. I really think that happens more in our churches than we're able to even voice is that people get burned out too. Yeah, because I think the percentage, you know, that I've heard for years is that 20% of the people do 80% of the work, you know. Yeah, and, and I think that, uh, I think you and I can say that's true. I think so, without a doubt. Yeah. And so when that is true, then it's so easy, as I said a moment ago, to get overwhelmed, burned out, and they become missing in action. Mm-hmm. And, you can, uh, you can, I'm going to tell you one of the reasons why this happens, and it's certainly not the only reason, but growing up in an environment that I did where uh, to get to heaven, you had to please God. Yes. yes please right. him more often than displease mm-hmm. him. So, so funny, Brother T, this week. So, it's Sunday morning, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I am preaching this Sunday at Dallas Bay Church where I am Pastor Emeritus. And uh, it's going on 8 o'clock. Service starts at 8.45. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, wow, my wife's not down here dressed. I'm mm-hmm. not dressed, whatever. I came to realize we're not going to church this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a planned thing. <laughs> but I had preached out of town the last previous two weeks. Right, we right. had traveled out of town mm-hmm. to speak and had gone to church on a regular basis before then. But, you know, for 30 years, you don't miss a Sunday. Yes. You know what I did? I sat there and wrote the message for two hours for this Sunday at Dallas Bay, and I realized why I was doing it. I was, I was gaining uh, what we call brownie points with God. Oh, I missed church, right? So I need, needed to be doing something spiritual. Wow. So and and I really I didn't think about it till after I'd done it, and I felt better about it. I thought, oh my goodness, that that's back in yeah. the mindset yeah. that I used to be in. That you know, if you mess up, then you got to do something good to make up for that mess up that you did. And I really think that goes on a lot of people's minds mm-hmm. because it it's something that I don't believe anymore at mm-hmm. all. Right, right. But I, I fell into it. Shouldn't you probably just jumped on our website and watched us online? And yeah, you know Baptist? what? Yeah, that's probably the, what you ought to do. But the Bible says the devil is blinded to the eyes. <laughs> I think it says for those who are perishing. But yeah, I think so. I, I think I don't, so. I don't, I'm not going to use that as an excuse then. <laughs> it didn't come to mind, nor did it come to mind to listen to anyone else in the world. Right, right. Nor even my own church. Yeah. I didn't turn in there. Yeah. Uh, because two hours of Bible study mm-hmm. and doing my morning devotion. Mm-hmm. God's pleased with you. God's pleased with yeah, me now. Buddy. I got the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to start again tomorrow. <laughs> work, work, work. <laughs> so I don't know. It's so easy to fall into it this is. trap. And it if is. you felt like that you had to do mm-hmm. that every day and you miss a day or two, that spiritual burnout is one of those things. So I, I'm just saying that to say that all of us are, are capable of burning out. Yes, sir. So... The signs of burnout. Yeah. There's so many of them. 
Because, uh, you know, you and I did some pre, pre-show pre prep here yes. and came to realize that we both came up with valid things that aren't even the same. Exactly, so, yeah. If a person's wondering if, uh, if you know, this, this feeling that they've mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. is really the onset, the early stages of spiritual burnout... I would encourage them to listen closely to these things we're about to discuss because it can be an identifier. It could be. You know, one of the things that I was thinking of is this, that when you reach that point, Dr. D, you're easily drained. Yeah. Um, you just, uh, and not only that, but it's so hard. It becomes harder to bounce back. You know, you just get tired spiritually, emotionally, yes. physically. Yeah. And it's just harder to bounce back. Uh, I've also... Years and years ago, I remember losing it over this the smallest detail. Yes, you know the smallest situation could come up, and and just sort of lose it, um, and or sleep. You you just want to lay down and sleep, and that's just not me. Right, and so sleeplessness. Yes. you know is a, is another sign, which which leads to what you're talking about physical and spiritual fatigue. Right, exactly. If you don't sleep, then you mm-hmm. get more tired. It mm-hmm. gets worse. And, and I like one of the things that you said, and I didn't write it down when I was preparing for the podcast, but it's really true, What it, the whole idea of avoidance. Yes. That what you would have been willing to earlier without a second thought mm-hmm. confronted, whether mm-hmm. it be someone at work, if you're right. a manager or a member of the family, mm-hmm. if there's something going on that needed needs to be talked about, mm-hmm. or in our cases, we have staff and something's right. going on, and you and you really need to take care of it now. I remember Pastor Johnny Hunt used to say, "It is never a good thing to wait to do what should be done now." Yeah, that's that's good. You know, it doesn't get any better; mm-hmm. it actually gets worse. It does, right? It does. And so, uh, I found myself not going into the office, mm-hmm. uh, avoiding that person. Right. I just I just did not have the energy. That I did earlier. I mean, I would confront anyone on anything. I never enjoyed it, right? But I knew it was a part of my position to mm-hmm. do that. I needed to keep this ship mm-hmm. on the right course, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I'd, I'd avoid it. And, and so that's part of it for the good of the organization, for the good of the ministry of the church, right? Uh, but uh, but when you are burned out, uh, Doc, you you don't have the bandwidth to do that. Yeah, you just don't. You said energy. I'll say bandwidth. You just don't uh, have that, and so those are the top three. I want to hear some of yours, and I've got some others that came to my heart as well. Yeah, well, one of the things that I think that you can see, and most of this comes from my own personal experience, so mm. it, it it's it's subjective in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But say reading the book by Wayne Cadero, or right. or talking to other men. Mm-hmm. Who've been in ministry and other members of my church? I find these to be common things, so I think I think that we can uh, speak with some assurance that these are true. Mm-hmm. Discouragement, yes, is one, yes. and uh, so I sat down one day and thought, what is really discouraged? I mean, the word is to take courage out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To discourage, to right. pull courage out of someone, and where does it come from? I think it really comes from our sorrow over our past disappointments. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we get discouraged because we tried this in the past. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Or that relationship that, that I'd like to reestablish, I don't know. I'm discouraged because I'm afraid it's going to end up hurting just like it mm-hmm. did hurt. Mm-hmm. And you realize you don't have that strength. Once again, it kind of comes back to fatigue. Right. But you get discouraged about most things that are going on in your life. And sometimes, it was true in my case, it's because I was trying to attempt spiritual things mm. in the flesh. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, and they almost always fail. Yes. yes. So after a while you go, why even try? Right. Exactly. exactly. You know, um, I think sometimes we just wake up and just because we're human, Doc, we wake up and we say, you know what? We're not, I'm not where I want to be right. ministry wise. I'm not where I want to be financially. Yep. I'm not where I want to be physically. I'm not where I want to be relationally, you know, and we just look at all of these different factors and and what can happen is what you're talking about. This yeah. depression can just overtake you. You just kind of throw up your hands. Yeah, you do. You kind of you throw do. up your hands and, mm-hmm. and say, you know, another thing that really bothered me is I look back over my life and I thought, wow, I used to be able to do this more, more uh, easily with more strength. Right. And there's just something that really does take place, which is natural. I don't mm-hmm. people understand it's natural. Uh, I remember when I first became a believer and my best friend became a believer about the same time, within mm-hmm. a week or two, mm-hmm. became a believer. And we were trying to win our high school to Jesus, mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. We'd wear the fish uh, hook lapel pins yeah, and, yeah. and we'd have tracks in our hand. Wow. We'd study Bible at, you know, mm-hmm. whatever break we had. We'd encourage people. We'd invite people to church with us. And it was amazing. I mean, I was gung-ho. Mm-hmm. And the truth is that... When we first get saved, two things happen. We become the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Right. The Holy Spirit comes to live within us, and that's a new experience for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Now, we have this energy, but I believe along with that first experience of the Spirit that lives in us, we get filled with the Spirit. Mm, that's too. good. That's good. And I'm telling you, the filling of the Spirit, F-I-L-L-I-N-G, right. is something that there is no substitute for. Mm. There's no vitamin. There's no energy drink. Mm. There's no amount of Bible study. Any of this kind of stuff can substitute for that. Mm-hmm. But just like anything that is filled, mm-hmm. it is depleted. You right. fill your car up. You know, you drive for a while and you look at the hand, it goes down. Yeah. It's natural because you're burning that up. You're mm-hmm. using that up. Mm-hmm. What do you have to do? Well, you have to watch that, and before you run totally on empty, you go put another half tank in there, or right. full tank, or whatever yeah, yeah. that you do. It's just a natural process. Mm-hmm. We have the Holy Spirit that dwells mm-hmm. within us when we first became a believer, but there is a difference between the indwelling and the filling of the Spirit of God in our lives. We're indwelt one time forever, right. but we're filled many times, because the yes. Bible says, be filled with the Spirit, be yeah. filled with the Spirit, ask for the filling of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so we neglect that difference between those two things, mm-hmm. and we look back and think, well, I had so much energy, I had so much fervor for the Lord, I, I was willing to talk to anybody. Right. And I realized even as a pastor years later, I didn't have the same kind of energy mm, yeah. or... Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to be bold as I was yeah. earlier. Yeah. And I began to kind of get just a little discouraged about it. I got a little depressed about, mm-hmm. I can't sustain that pace right. always. And I began to learn God did not intend for you to sustain yeah. Yeah. that Well, I mean, that's pace. what Paul said to the church of Ephesus, be ye being filled, basically, you yeah. know, because we leak. Yeah. I mean, you know, we leak, and um, and so we need to, to yield uh, daily, really moment by moment, right. uh, to the Holy Spirit of the living God. Because a lot of times what we do, Doc, is I think when we get fatigued uh, spiritually, we begin to... Uh, to minister out of our own natural giftedness, yeah. uh, and and we don't have the power of the Holy Spirit because we're no longer yielding to the yeah. Holy Spirit because we're we're burned out. Yeah, and, and there's a big difference. We're not as effective or effective at all, really, right. in a spiritual sense, because the Bible teaches us without Him we can do 
What? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, John 15. Without yeah. Christ, we can do nothing. Yeah, yeah that he is, we, do, we're just offshoots of that branch, yes. which is Jesus. Yes. And that we can't bear any fruit unless mm-hmm. we're grafted mm-hmm. into that branch and secure. Yeah. I, I, I look at that, and so see if you follow this. Discouragement is, is of the past. You look mm-hmm. back and you see, well, wow, I've failed before. Depression is about your present. Yeah. I'm just depressed where I am. Despair is about the future. Yeah, it's good. Because despair is the anticipation of future failure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm you, you, the another word for it is hopelessness. Yes. Right? Yes. Because I look back at my life the way it was and mm-hmm. I see what happened. I see how my life is. Now, why can't I expect anything better right. in the future? Right. So it becomes despair or hopelessness. Mm-hmm. And all of those things, physical and spiritual fatigue, discouragement, mm-hmm. depression, despair, those are all signs that you are early on at least mm-hmm. into spiritual burnout. Yeah, it's, it's possible right now that there are those listening who are just numb. Yeah. They have lost their purpose. They've lost their joy. Uh, they begin to withdraw from people. Yeah. Or withdraw from situations, mm-hmm. uh, things they used to look forward to. Uh, now there's just sort of a loneliness and um, a lack of motivation. One of the things that I've, I've noticed, and you've noticed as well, and you've even mentioned, is um, you have to be very careful because there is an openness uh, to sin. Yes. Uh, because you want to escape. Uh, you really want to escape, and and uh, and there are those that self medicate, mm-hmm. and, and so uh, that's why this is. I think this topic is so important uh, that we are, are sharing uh, because when it gets to that point, uh, it's danger, danger, danger. Yeah, I, and I, you began. I think this is at least where. I used to be very excited about getting with other believers. Yes. I would get very excited, whether it be a Wednesday night potluck mm-hmm. supper or Sunday morning worship or right. Sunday night Bible study, whatever it was going on in the mm-hmm. church. Whether I was doing it or I was being fed, mm-hmm. um, I was really excited about it. But when I began to realize that the spiritual depression was mm-hmm. setting in, this burnout was happening, then I began to lose my desire for those things. Right. Yeah. And when you lose your desire for those things, something's going to fill that void. And that's mm-hmm. what you're talking about. You become open right. to um, activities that are not beneficial for you spiritually. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, spending time with people that probably are not helpful for you right. to grow as a Christian. And I mean, I, I, whenever I talk about things like this, uh, I understand where people live. Not mm-hmm. everybody were have been pastors. You know, we right, spend yeah. our lives in spiritual activity. Mm-hmm. I, I don't work on a construction site, mm-hmm. an assembly line. I don't mm-hmm. teach at school. And I understand that our lives are markedly different for that right. reason. They're confronted with a lot of things that you and I have not been mm-hmm. confronted with in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to say to these people, um, we run the same danger right. that they run. Maybe mm-hmm. there's not as much profanity, not, maybe not as much of... I don't know, whatever you want to talk about that's going on in that culture as it is in ours. But this, the propensity to drift away from God mm-hmm. is is true in both places. Yeah, and but you and I did run in those circles years ago. We did. I mean, I you know I used to manage drugstores. Yeah. Uh, before that, you can't believe it. I used to sell cowboy boots. <laughs> did cowboy you? boots. There's yes. a store that sells just there cowboy was. boots. Yes, Acme Boot Outlet. 
Cool. Uh, yeah. So you still with us? That's a sign. But was, we did run in those circles. Yeah. You know, but it has been, like you said, it's been years and years. And, and now we're sort of in different circles. One of the things I've noticed is uh, it's easy when you are reaching burnout to be cynical. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. It is easy. Yeah. And and what what scares me as a pastor is to have someone fresh and new and excited about being at the church or yeah. being with Christ. And you say, take your Bible and turn to Haggai. It takes them half the service to get there, you know. Yeah. But they're just You start thrilled. giving the page number. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're thrilled. But then they get around someone that's close to burnout or yeah. they have burned up. Yeah. And they're cynical. And they begin to drag that person down. And birds of a feather flock together. Yeah, they do. And so in churches, we call them the cold water committee. Yes. <laughs> the rain on your parade. Yeah, the rain on your parade committee. <laughs> and and they look for new converts. And because right. they see that energy they used to have and are jealous mm-hmm. of it, yes. well, you can either... Uh, you can either race to their level or mm-hmm. you can try to pull them down to yours. Right. And these co-water committees immediately mm-hmm. go, oh, you can't believe everything in the Bible. Yeah. Yes. Or you can't believe everything he says. Right. Or God doesn't really do yeah. that. I mean, it's just before you know it, yes. this person you know, is, is inundated yeah. with this. And it, it's a sad thing. I've seen it happen. Yes. I, and, and listen, I've seen it happen in our circles oh, yeah. with a pastor, a minister, maybe not the pastor, but mm-hmm. an education minister, youth mm-hmm. minister, something like that. They get over with an older mm-hmm. A dude that's been in it for a while, an older girl who's been in it for a while, and Mm -hmm. they've had a lot of discouragement and despair and all the different things. And they begin to think, you know, come on, this is just another job. Yes, yeah. This is just another job. They're ready to pop your balloon. Yes, Yeah. real quick, because they they don't want you to live that life of excitement in the spirit that you seem to be living. Yeah. Well, if those are the signs, Brother T, what are the causes? How can we... How can we allow ourselves to get in this position where we once loved the Lord on fire, excited about our faith, excited about being with other believers, and now none of those things are true? And we're really not happy with our lives, but we don't know how we got there. So what what's the cause? What can we look out for? Well, I mean, I think, uh, and we've talked about it before, we, we just get away from uh, the Word um, and but here, here's the key: uh, too many times we mark our Bibles, but our Bibles never mark us. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think uh, you know we. Uh, it's great to read the Word every day, yeah. uh, but it's vastly more important for that Word to change your life. Yes, I I, I think that you hit the nail on the head. It is not the most obvious answer mm-hmm. because do you remember? When they used to say, it takes three to set you free. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you got to be there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And if you're there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, mm-hmm. then you're a spiritual person. Right, right. Um, Some of the meanest people I've ever met. Never miss church. Never they, miss church. Every week growing up as a kid, they had that star by their name. Yes. They got the Perfect Attendance mm-hmm. Award. They mm-hmm. got the Bible Memory Award. Yes. Everything mean as else. the devil. Yeah. But then you, you yeah. could stand be around them, right. judgmental and everything. Yeah. And I hate to say that, but it's really <laughs> it's true, true. Uh, with, with, with some people. And so that's the obvious answer. That's the fleshly answer. Mm-hmm. But I really think... Um, one of the reasons why spiritual burnout, and I think it's a major reason, is we don't recognize what should be our dependence mm. upon the Spirit of God. Yeah. And replace that dependence on the Spirit of God with religious activities. Mm. 
And when we replace it with religious activities, our faith becomes empty. Right. And they become works. And when you work, you get tired. Mm. And it's just, well, I wrote something because I did a, and I shared with you before we started that I did a series years ago based upon my experience of this. And and I want to say that we should not confuse the study of the Bible with the work of the Holy Spirit. That's so good. That is so important. I think we as pastors can fall into that trap yeah. easily yeah. because Sundays come like telephone poles. They do. One right after another. They really and do. And you're going from one sermon, one text to the next text, and it's so easy to just spend your life that week in that yeah. text yeah. to help others and and not allow just the Word, man, to... To marinate in your own heart. Yeah, you and I have both written devotionals yes. for people to to use each morning, and uh, and I love doing mm-hmm. that. But I never want to say, okay, if you'll do this devotion in the morning, read the scriptures attached to it, then everything's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Really, what we need to do, and I and right now um, I'm, I'm a little guilty of this because I go on to other things quickly. But I still do my morning Bible devotion. I'm not in full-time ministry more, mm-hmm. but I am a believer. So yeah. I get up in the morning, I do a devotion, I read scripture, I read additional scripture, that sort of thing. But I'm still guilty of it. That's not complete. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to happen at that moment. Mm-hmm. But we need to spend quiet time mm. with the Lord. And and the perfect example is Mary Martha. Remember? Right. Yeah. Jesus is in the home of Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha. Uh, Mary is at the feet of Jesus listening and worshiping mm-hmm. while Martha is in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And she is just beating pans together, and she's cracking eggs, pouring yeah. milk, making biscuits, everything else that you want to do mm-hmm. when you have an honored guest in your home. And she actually pokes her head out of the kitchen, wherever Jesus and all the other disciples with Mary is, say, hey, get her in here. Yeah. Right? Mean mugs, Mary and Jesus, I think. <laughs> That's mean right. mugs. <laughs> That's right. She's Betty Crocker and Martha Stewart, wrapped up in one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> She's ticked. Right? Probably a great cook. Yeah, you know, yeah. everybody loves her biscuits. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and but Mary would not make a good wife because she doesn't cook well. <laughs> but Mary's in there, and she says, "Listen, my sister, get her in here. Right? You know, we need to be yeah. we need to be serving you. Mm-hmm. And I and I, there's a place for that. There's definitely mm-hmm. a place for that. But Jesus makes the comment and says, "Well, there's two things you can do right now." Mm. You can do what you're doing. You can do what Mary's doing. Mary's chosen the better part. Right, yes. You, you have to have Martha's. Yeah. You have to have Mary's. Yeah. You have to have Martha and Mary's. But the Martha uh, needs to also be wired to glory. That's you right. have to have people that serve. Yes, you do. Uh, but uh, you serve with the right attitude, yeah. with the right heart, with the right motivation. Yeah, and, Mary, and Martha becomes bitter yes. at Mary. Yes. And we have that in the church. Yes, we do. Yes, Mary, however, choosing the better part. It's not that Mary will Mary will serve Jesus mm-hmm. definitely, mm-hmm. and Mary has had her um, well, she's she's had her portion in life of difficulties, and will continue to have mm-hmm. so. But she recognizes that these moments that we have to set at the feet of Jesus are few and far between, and we really need to treat those as precious as they are. That's good. That's right? good. Right. Yes. So. Here's something when I did this series I wrote, and let's talk about it for just a second. We obviously will not have time. This could be a two-parter. Um, it is possible for the work of God around you to kill the work of God within you. 
It's possible but, for the work of God around you yes. to kill the work of God in you. Because the Bible says that his desire is to bring us through that initial salvation experience mm-hmm. until ultimately through our sanctification to our glorification, yes. right? And it is a process that's working out your salvation daily. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on. But that work that should be going on within you mm-hmm. gets thwarted a lot of times because we leave it and we work in the flesh and we do a lot of work for God. Right. And it really does stunt us mm-hmm. spiritually. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and you can see that, I think, Dr. D., in all kinds of different avenues in the church. Um, and uh, and what, what's tragic is it's obvious. You can see it in others. Sometimes it's not so easy to see it in yourself. Yeah. You know, and uh, but what you just said is so true, man. We get so busy in the work of the Lord, as they say, we forget the Lord of the work. Yeah. You know, that's right. And, um, and so I think it's so important to do what we we're talking about to really uh, to spend time, that yeah. time uh, of a Mary. Can I can I just say that I think that maybe, particularly, you know, we're we both have belonged and pastored Southern Baptist churches, right? And if you ever look at the Southern Baptist Church, at least the old symbol, do you remember what it was? It was an open Bible mm-hmm. in front of the world and mm-hmm. over cross. Um, I think that we. We call ourselves people of the word, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think you don't you don't need an ignorant congregation. You certainly don't need mm-hmm. an ignoramus in the pulpit, right? You need somebody who knows. The Bible talks about not being a novice when it mm-hmm. comes to leading others. Uh, we spoke about it before that lay hands on no man suddenly. Mm-hmm. That we need to show that a worker approved. Right. All those things are true, and they're in the scripture. Uh, but there is more to that than just studying your Bible and getting out your highlighter mm. and having a purple and a yellow and a green and a blue and the all. Right. I mean, and, and listen, I'm not against that at all. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very important part of our spiritual maturation. Mm-hmm. But I, in that, I am afraid that we've taken the third person of the Trinity and mm. swapped them out with the Bible. Yeah. Yes. There's... That it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Word. Right. And the Holy Spirit has taken a back seat mm-hmm. out there because of some of the abuse that some churches, not a lot of churches, mm-hmm. but some churches have made of the work of the Holy Spirit, right. where they have made the work of the Holy Spirit is particularly in the physical manifestations mm-hmm. of God, whether it be in miracles or speaking in tongues mm-hmm. or healings or all these other things that the Spirit mm-hmm. of God is able to do, Right, but made that over and above anything else in the Christian life. And it becomes really pretty much in the flesh mm-hmm. rather than in the mm-hmm. spirit. What they're trying to promote, I think they're hurting. Right. Yeah. But we, because of our nature, have gone to the other extreme mm-hmm. and kind of avoided talking about the spirit of God. I think mm-hmm. one person wrote a book called The Forgotten God. Yes. And um, we've kind of forgotten him mm-hmm. and are afraid of him just a little bit mm-hmm. because of the abuses that have been done in his name. Right. And now we've centered our world on the Bible. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, here's what the word of God says, that the the gospel is the power of God unto salvation yes. to everyone who believes, right? Mm-hmm. Whether Jew or Gentile. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is true. Yeah. It is, and it is a light and a lamp to my path. All, all those things are mm-hmm. true. But it is not the sustaining energy mm-hmm. that you need 
to fulfill your role as being a believer. The Bible itself clearly teaches that's the role of the Holy Spirit. Right, and I think as Baptists especially that we, I think Bill Stafford said one time, we are so afraid of wildfire that we've settled for no fire. Mm, you know, good and, um, and and I just think that's true. Yeah, uh, that we see the abuses in in parts of the world or parts of the country, and because we see that, uh, then we don't spend enough time talking about and uh, preaching and teaching yeah. and living yeah. uh, in the Holy Spirit. A lot of churches, uh, this, the, the amen has been replaced by a pen clicking yes. or the, the snapping of a notebook. Right, yes. Uh, and there's a, mm-hmm. definitely a place for that. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. man, to just get in there and let the Spirit yes. of God feed you awesome. and, and dwell within you and fill mm-hmm. you, I think when we neglect that mm-hmm. and we depend only upon our Bible study routine mm-hmm. with a whole stack of notes that we never intend on practicing, right. but but we have built this library of notes, mm-hmm. then we are headed toward uh, spiritual burnout. I agree. I agree. I'm already excited about next week. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yes. uh, uh, Hey, let's don't leave it on negative, though. Okay. Uh, both of you and I have experienced this. Yes. And we know, uh, I, I've got a couple of friends who have experienced it, and... Mm-hmm. Each of us have come out the other side, right. really probably in better shape than we were going in. I learned a lot in this process. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And I think next week we will be able to share some of those things. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. But I want to, again, recommend that book, uh, Running on Empty. Yeah, Wayne Cadero. Uh, yes, that is an excellent resource. It's really, really good. Well-written. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's a good speaker, good writer. It might help some Yeah. People. The book Boundaries, oh, uh, you remember that book? Boundaries is a great book. Yeah. Uh, uh, learning to say no, brother. Right, yes. That's what it's about, yes. learning to say no. Right. Mm-hmm. And that really does have a lot to do with why you fall into spiritual burnout. So I hope that our people that are listening to this podcast um, kind of see themselves in this just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, they recognize some of those indicators of the of a future burnout. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily in your future. You mm-hmm. can avoid that mm-hmm. by taking the right steps. Right. Yeah, that's that's a good word there. Yeah. You don't have to burn out. You don't have to. <laughs> and I don't, I, what was Dale saying? I'd rather burn out for Jesus than rust out. Yeah, boy. <laughs> but the truth is there, <laughs> I don't know if you burn out too early. Is that a good thing? Uh, I'll tell you what. It, wouldn't it be better if you didn't burn out or rust out? That's right. Yeah. Just Hey, there might be a third option. Hey, <laughs> living in the spirit? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. If you live in the spirit, you ought to also walk in the spirit, the Bible says, so that you not... Fulfill the lust of the there flesh. There you go. I right. think you're in Galatians. Hey, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to sign off right now because we really do have this much more to share with you. And I hope that you don't miss it. If you know someone, including yourself, that might be encountering this particular aspect in your spiritual walk, that we would love for you to tell them about this. I really think this can minister and help some folks. I hope it does you. It even helps me just recounting mm-hmm. and going back over it mm-hmm. again. I agree. And knowing that that, that God uh, not only has that staff to protect you, but to rescue you too and pull you out. My dad used to say, my feet were in the mire clay, but God reached down and pulled me out. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's good. So that's what we're going to have. We're going to continue this discussion next week. So thank you for joining with us. Tell your friends, rate us, review us. All those things help people find us on uh, the podcast platform, whatever you listen to. Until next week, be blessed. God bless you.